And welcome to another episode of A Tug of Opportunity. This is Jose. And with me, as always. Do I say my name? No, no, we're not doing this. <laughs> you you fucks always make fun of me because I'm like, hi, I'm Andrew. I'm not doing this shit. I'm okay, Andrew. So I'm Andrew, goddammit. <laughs> and welcome. Welcome to another episode of A Tug of Opportunity. I am super fucking excited to be here today. Now, now play the music. So, wizards. Wizards. Wizards are like the supreme spellcasters of D&D. Wait, you can't, Hold you can't on. Start, yes. Hold you on. Can't. Hold on. I had a segue. Okay. <laughs> wizards, the ultimate like magic users. And you know what else is magic? Beer. That was a nice segue. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I I was like, wait a minute. We could segue this. All right, so what, <laughs> what's your drink of choice today? My drink of choice, it's a Cluster Andux. What? It's 8-14-55. Oh, man. That's I can't, yeah. That's, oh, okay. Oh, I've seen that before. Okay. Yeah. It is Super Premium Bavari- Bavarian. Barbarian? <laughs> no, no, not Barbarian. Bavarian. And it has hints of banana, apparently. Ooh. From the uh, equally famous Benedict Benedictine 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 Monastery. It is a really fancy one. It was it cost me three dollars and fifty nine cents. Three dollars. <laughs> hey man, I'm going all out for this last few episodes. That's actually that's actually a pretty reasonable price for a for a good beer. So <clears throat> it's a pint. Pour this bitch. Is it an import? It's definitely an import. Oh, hell yeah. I think yeah. it's from Germany back. Then, yeah, then three, whatever. That's for an import. That's, that's, I paid seven. Oh, I fucked up the head of this. You <laughs> will be so ashamed of me. No, how did you like, did it, did it pour over? No, that's fine. It's half a pint of red. <laughs> Ooh, nice. I actually, I actually saw a video where a guy's like, you're pouring your beers wrong. And, and and it's like it's like you actually want a really good amount of head on the beer. And he said the reason why that is is because if not all the nitrogen that's in the bubbles, if they don't like kind of come out in the head, it's gonna go in your stomach, and that's why get, that's why you get a stomach ache. And I'm like that answers a lot of my questions. Like huh. what? Like why after one beer I feel like I want to throw up? <laughs> that is not good, Andrew. Or no, I mean like bloated. Like not like not like I'm actually gonna be sick, but. Yeah, so. What are you drinking? Woo! Okay. <laughs> so I had this beer. It was recommended to me by somebody. I forget their name. But it's Mango Cart Wheat Ale? I recommended that to Oh, shit! Yeah, I know you recommended <laughs> <laughs> Wow, this is yes. really good. Holy crap. It is an amazing beer. Mm. And if you make coconut shrimp with that and make a beer batter using that, Oof. I can hmm. definitely see that. I can. I actually, good. you know what? I was actually, I was actually comparing this to. I was just now comparing this to like the Schaffenhofer in my head, but I think I like this more. Like the mango is more mellow. It, yeah, know? it's because it's not, it's not juice. 
it's not mango juice and beer. It's just I guess the mango grinds were in the process some at some point. Because <clears throat> the half or half or half or whatever the hell it's called is actual beer and grapefruit juice. I'll have to I'll have to look into it. It doesn't taste it doesn't exactly taste like mango rind. IPAs taste like mango rind, depending on which ones you get. White face. No, seriously, like like the high life from Cigar City. Um it tastes it tastes just like mango rind. Like I, Oh, like, I had it. It's really good. Oh yeah. Yeah, the high yeah. dude, if you like that. Oh wait, no, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of that other the brewery in uh, Ebor. Mm, which one was that? Uh Alex and Heather took us there. It's like it's it's all like super hipster like Coppertail? short run. I think it was Coppertail. Is that the one across from the IKEA? No, 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 no. It's like it's like really like evil. Anyways, it was really good and it was like very very mangoy. Let's not get into too much into the beer because you know how we get. Well, no, I'm just but, I'm, I just I just want to say if you like high life, that's a good that that's like a picture perfect beer. You should be proud of yourself. Yeah. Just so you guys know, we're trying this new thing with video. Uh, so sorry about that, but I just uh, showed Andrew uh, the perfect pour after <laughs> waiting for the head to go down, and I'm gonna try the beer for the first time. So, anyways, while um, while you're doing that, if you like, if if you've started to appreciate IPAs, which I heard you have, and I I appreciate that you appreciate IPAs now. By the way, <laughs> I have been eyeballing this hazy IPA that I've been seeing around in the supermarkets. I'm like, try it. Like, I sent you the picture of the hazy one I had. It was really good. The only problem is that it only comes in a 12-pack. So I'm like, if I don't like it, I'm kind of stuck with this. Uh, yeah. I want yeah. I, I want to see if I can just get like just one just to try it out. So like, can you go to like a total wine or something? I, have it. I, I, I can. I just ha- I just recently just haven't had the time to do that. Um anyways, but if you like if you like IPAs, Cigar City has a limited run where it's a white oak highlight. And what it is is that it's their normal highlight IPA, but then they age it in white oak barrels, and it really mellows out the flavor. Like it's almost no bitterness at all, and it's just flavor. So it's really, really good. The only problem uh, is this, yep. this beer is amazing. It has. I'm trying to put my what like a fruitiness. It's not cinnamon. Anise. Is, is it like coriander? Oh, it's not coriander either. Clove? Oh, so good. Mm. Is it like clove? I think it's like cloves, yeah. What type of beer is that? Actually, it's probably the back column. It's a premium Bavarian ale. Oh, okay. Uh, it just says ale. It doesn't say, like, if it's a lambic it's or... It's just ale, yeah. Okay. Like, I mean, it's Water, like... wheat malt, barley malt, hops, and yeast. I just like when it says that, I'm like, well, I mean, it's technically right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> anyways. So. Right, so enough about beer. Yep. Enough about beer. Um, let's talk about the major event. The main event. What major event? What the fuck are we talking about? Um, the meat and potatoes of this conversation. Wizards. Wizards have been around since the very, very first edition of D&D. And the term wizard, I looked it up, the etymology, because I like to look up the etymology of these words. And I thought I thought wizard was going to be something that's like, oh, it's ancient Sumerian for like weaver of reality or some shit like that. Nope. It's just a late Middle English word that means wise one oh. <laughs> or sage okay. or philosopher. Like wi- the wiz, the W-I-Z means yeah. wisdom and the A-R-D pretty much means like pertaining to. So, oh, OK. Yeah. Ironically, 
uh, wizards in D&D probably don't have a lot of wisdom. Yeah, they're intelligent based. <laughs> they're intelligent <laughs> about that. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, in the very, very first edition, they were called the magic users. And I'm actually trying to look up when they became wizard. Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. Yeah, magic user was in... Oh, they were still called magic users in AD&D. Okay, so it wasn't until... It wasn't until sec, uh, second edition that mm, they became okay. proper wizards. Up until that point, they were just magic users. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> so that's uh, cool. I didn't know that it was. I mean, it kind of makes sense now that you said about that. You say it out loud the whole wizard and wisdom thing. Yeah, wiz, wiz, um, wise ard. <laughs> so <clears throat> it's just it's. I just think it's kind of ironic that it's such a simple name for like what's one of the most powerful classes in D and D. I mean, I've been wanting, I've been wanting to play a wizard for a while, and I'm actually playing it, playing one in the starter set that you're running right now with some of your friends. Um, and I found out real quick that yes, they're very powerful, and also they also die really fast. And also, <laughs> literally, a couple of rock tripping on some rocks can kill a wizard. <laughs> Just, just so you guys know, the ones that uh, <clears throat> haven't heard this story before, uh, we, were, we were playing the starter set, which is the Lost, Lost Minds of Fendelbert, and I got, because he's, Andrew's introducing some of his friends to uh, Dungeons and Dragons, they're very excited about it, uh, and I was like, oh, let me play the wizard, because it's kind of like the most com- the most complex class in the in the starter set, um, and I always wanted to play a wizard, so I'm like, yeah, why not? Um... You know, I'm doing all these things. I managed to kill, like, I managed to, like, bombard this area full of, like, uh, goblins and hobgoblin in there. And I killed, like, most of them. It was, like, I was freaking Goku taking down, like, this, the, 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 the little green guys from, you know, one shot each. Well, I, I, And then I was like, all right, guys, let's get out of here. And then we, we get out through this, like, what was it? It was like a slide? Like a, like, like. A, it was like a slope. Like a, like, like yeah. a, like a rocky slope. Right. And everybody had to do his dexterity uh, checks. And of course, I didn't, I couldn't. I I had to do mine too and I failed it miserably. And I took like what? Was it like six? It was hit? I think it was six hit dice. And he freaking killed me like, oh yeah, well I'm dead. Yeah. I'm at zero. <laughs> they had guys. to like carry me out of the cave. <laughs> were you below zero or were you at zero with six hit? Uh, I was right at zero. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I just it's I, I just think it's really funny that like cause you use I remember you used burning hands and you like shotgun yeah. blasted the whole room and like wiped out the goblins. And then you tripped and like bonked her head and died. <laughs> <laughs> yes, unlimited power. Oh shit! <laughs> unlimited cosmic power. Itty bitty hit die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. I mean, I remember the first time I saw the wizards. They they overwhelmed me a lot because I was like, this sounds like the cool thing to do, right? Like you can do pretty much anything, really. Um. But, but then you started reading through the book, and it's like what eight different schools. There's eight. Di- like- there, there is um no, there's seven. There's seven different subclasses and schools, and there's an extra subclass in Xanathar's, which I have over there on the other side of the room. It's not going to help me out here. Um, but um, but yeah, there is there is seven diff- in the PHB. There's seven different subclasses, and I know I say the phrase, um supplemented by spellcasting a lot but with the wizards it's the other way around 
whereas yeah. they're supplemented by their subclasses and they are spell casting like 98%. No, actually probably I'm not even 98%, probably a hundred percent of what they're going to do is spell casting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's not much you can do unless you're like, get lucky and get like a blessing that gives you like some strength or something. But, I like either that or really, really good, um, multi-classing or like, if you like want to take feats instead of, if you want to take feats that aren't optimal for right. like a wizard, um, I don't know, man, but wizards, like, once you get past level, what, like, I want to say three, that's kind of low still, but, like, once you get to, like, level three, that's when you start, like, rocking them spells, but then you have to take a nap every, like, fight. <laughs> I, I'm tired. I'm like, oh, God, it's kind of, that's why you play, that's why you play a high, wiz, uh, high elf wizard. Yeah, exactly. Um, actually, they get their subclasses at level two, and immediately at level two, there's almost something that's, like, worth it for every, um subclass but let's not let's we'll, we'll, we'll get in that a little bit later um so if we're going to talk about like wizards like we said before there's seven schools of magic there's i'm gonna forget one hold on because <laughs> i'm always like oh geez. i never remember any of them like <laughs> necromancy I, and abjuration <laughs> i i i always forget i think illusion it's either illusion or enchantment yeah so uh-huh. yeah so there's abjuration conjuration divination enchantment evocation illusion necromancy and transmutation i never remember enchantment divination because it's like the classic like oh yeah you can guess the future and blah 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 i uh, necromancy because obviously it's like the the cool evil race of dead wizard type thing i always remember evocation because evocation just does pure damage and i'm like you know what the best status effect to cast on your enemies is dead death <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh, um so i mean do you want to do you want to do like a quick little summary of what each school of magic is yeah yeah let's, let's go over that because it's, it's, it's like a it's this is gonna be a little bit more of a, a scholarly type uh talk because like a lot of them it can get confusing especially for me well like, well the re and 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 the reason why we're gonna do that is because the wizard it's not like it's not like the warlock where it's like you get a couple spells and then you get all this really cool stuff from your like your subclasses like the wizard like if you're going to play a wizard and you're going to be really really dedicated about it you need to not you don't need to but it would help you to like really study the spell part of the PHB and like understand hey this is from this school this does this <laughs> so yeah because yeah. in, in all in all reality every school is almost is very similar in the sense that like you just get really good at like those specific spells mm-hmm. um for all of them, it's like at level four, I think six and 14, like you get just better at it. Um, uh, two, six, 10th and 14th. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but there's one specific one that gives you like a special, like uh, a special tool according to your school. Oh like yeah. That. And each, and each, yeah. and each, um, each subclass like can really, especially if you're leaning into that school, like really boosts that, that school of magic mm-hmm. that you chose um so abjuration real easy real simple um it is for protection banishing and blocking pretty much that so um actually i had i had the fucking list of spells by school and i immediately i immediately hey whatever fuck it i threw my phone away oh shit that's right (laughs) (laughs) yeah so abjuration that's going to be stuff like dispel evil and good uh guards and wards glyph of warding 
weirdly enough. Huh. <laughs> the well, be- you're protecting. Yeah, the best way to protect something's with an explosion. Kill it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. You know all about those explosions. Yeah. Um, uh, mage armor. Mage armor is a big one. Uh, yeah. Mage armor is... If you're- no, you can, you can finish. <laughs> because because as a wizard, you're not going to have any proficiencies with armor whatsoever. So mage armor. You're a man of the cloth. Y- yeah. It, it, we, we, had, we have said this off air multiple times. If an enemy comes within melee range of you, something horrible has happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. First of all, let's say that. As a wizard, you should be as far back away from combat yeah. as possible. Yeah. <laughs> you want to be behind everybody else. Use yeah. the meat shields. <laughs> yeah, that's what they're there for. Okay. <laughs> um. So then, conjuration. You're. It's literally conjuring. Like you're bringing things in from like other planes of existence, or you're just like conjuring up elements of stuff. Which is funny because, like, I never really realized it and it clicked when I was reading it the other day. But Conjuration is like, oh, yeah, like conjuring acid from your hands Mm -hmm. and, like, smoke. It's not just, like, conjuring creatures. Yeah. (laughs) For some reason in my head, it was, like, just just creatures to fight for you. I'm like, wait. Yeah. Oh, I mean, the the ones that say, like, conjure minor elemental, obviously that's Conjuration. It's got the word fucking conjure in it. But, yeah, no, it it is weird that stuff, like... Mordekainen's faithful hound and like right. acid splash. So yeah, that acid didn't like it had to come from somewhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? It never clicked in my head. I'm like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> I also think it's really neat, kind of going back on when I said Mordekainen's, I also think it's really neat that there's a lot of the wizard spells that are named after somebody. Because it says in the PHB and a little bit in the DMG, and this in this edition and previous uh, editions before it, that like uh, a wizard a wizard is like kind of tapping into like the innate magic around them like it's like it's like an energy source that could be harnessed like electricity or heat or whatever um so and and as such like the most famous wizards like mordecai and tensor ever those kind of things like they have spells named after them and i think what's up i look at it as in like it's they study so much that's like they're that's like they're they're um their thesis they're like about to you know what i mean yeah. like you're a doctor now you have something named after you okay so defend defend your 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 magic hand big b well see here's the thing <laughs> <laughs> mage hand's cool and all <laughs> but what if, it was, <laughs> what if it was really big <laughs> hmm interesting hmm. <laughs> the board of like the board of like magicians like fascinating <laughs> like, taking notes on it okay and, um, and I think for that reason, that's why sorcerers don't get it because they're like learned spells. Like these are signature right. spells of other uh, wizards and stuff like that. Pretty much what I'm trying to say is if it weren't for the artificer, if it, was, if it wasn't for the artificer, like the wizards would be like the scientists of the D and D universe. Well, um, the wizards are like the scientists. The artificers are like the engineers. That's very true. The wizards are the ones in the lab. Yeah. <laughs> and the artificers are the ones in like the metal workshop. So, yeah. so this is very. They're the Tony Starks are building that shit up. That's actually very accurate. The wizards are like the research. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, that's actually. Okay, cool. I, I, I could, you know, give yourself inspiration for that one. 
Thanks, man. I'm going to go to Roll20 real quick and add it to my... No. <laughs> no, that inspiration always comes back and bites me in the ass like, mm, I have you now. I'm going to use that, I'm gonna use that inspiration for that Spongebob reference three sessions back. Shit! <laughs> you never gave inspiration. Yes, I do. I give Rarely. It, yeah. In 24 sessions twice. Because I don't feel inspired. <laughs> <laughs> I've been role playing the hell out of my character. You have been role playing that. That's actually one of my. That's actually one of the things where I'm like, ah, everyone's doing really good, and I'm giving inspirations because someone made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. That's usually what happens to me too. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> I forget inspiration is a thing, and then they t- they make me laugh. I'm like, you know what? You got inspiration. It's it, inspiration is such like a. I don't want to say it's like such a non thing, but it's such like a. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you can kind of brush it off. Okay. Anyways, back to schools of magic. Um, so divining or divination, that's like communication, but also like spying. Let's be honest. (laughs) You're spying on things. Um, weirdly enough, true strike is a divination spell. I guess you could say as in like. You're kind of, you're kind of like messing with the path of something. Yeah. Like you see the future type thing. So you know that it's going to hit. Hunter's Mark is also considered a divination spell. Huh. Yeah. yeah, I guess that's something along the same lines. Yeah, I you know they, they have to have something, man. <laughs> they can't just be like that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, like they have to because I mean, really, if not, hold on, actually, let me, let me take a look here because I think if not, there would be no damaging spells. <laughs> yeah, because it's all stuff like tongues, telepathic bond, fine yeah, traps, identify, scrying. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. There's, <laughs> they have to have something. And even then, even then, Hunter's Mark is not a wizard spell. It's a ranger spell. Um, but yeah, no, divination is going to be stuff like detection, detect magic, detect traps, blah, 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 that, blah, I know Howard always wanted to play a divination wizard. How do you bring that into play? Well, I mean, because you don't, you don't have to be like, oh, I'm a divination wizard. I'm going to have just divination. Right, but if you're going to be good at something, you know, like if you want to like invest in the class that you're like into, like, well, I don't know. It, it's cool, I guess. Well, I mean, there's there's more there's more to the divination subclass than just divination spells. Like there's a um, the portent um, trait of the subclass where it's like after I think it's like after a long rest or a short rest, you roll two d twenties. The die, yeah. Yep, and you and you like okay, I'm going to save these for later. So you write it yeah. down like here's an eighteen and a twenty, and then and then that way when you when you mess up a roll, like Mm-mm, nope, I saw I literally saw this coming, and you, yeah, and, and you have that. So I mean, there is there is things that you know. But here's 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 the thing about that that caught my attention. Yes, so you so the 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 trait is that after a long rest, you roll a d twenty. And then you save that number for either an attack roll or a damage. No, just an attack yeah, or, or a, a, a skill check. Yeah, attack roll, saving throw, or ability check. Right. By you or but, or another creature. But you have to call it before they roll. So what you can do on that is just... it. I can see that being a better thing if you rolled low. So it's like a, like a two and a five. So that way before the dm rolls for a creature because it doesn't say a creature allied to you it just says a creature so if it's like right so it's i didn't like, even okay. think about that yep so i'm like okay here's the boss of this dungeon and you roll for an attack like no motherfucker it's gonna be a two <laughs> you rolled a one i have it right here <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i mean there is that 
But then you use your you, you use your your bad dice for that mm-hmm. for that roll. <laughs> exactly. You get those bad dice. You get those dice rolls out of the way, and that's and and that would be something that's like, okay, guys, I'm gonna roll my portent rolls. I just want y'all to know I'm not cheating. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Took a picture of them when they land. <laughs> but also, but also, um, the divination ones. They at tenth level, they kind of get like a pseudo true sight. It's not. It's not mm-hmm. exactly true sight because it's like it's like. You can either have dark vision, or you can see into the ethereal plane, or you can see invisibility. It's but not, you can pick, right? Yeah, it, it's one. It's one thing. It's one of four things, and then that lasts until you take another long rest, and you can pick another thing. So, it, so it's like, it's like they took, it's like they took true sight, dissected it, and it's like, okay, pick one, you know. So yeah, so yeah, no, no divination. I, I, I can see a divination subclass like. I mean, it's you're you're kind of messing with fu- the future, you know, right. and seeing how things work. So I, I can definitely I can definitely see a lot of potential for that. Anyways, <laughs> back to the schools of magic. And then you have enchantments. Enchantments. Now enchantment. Enchantment. <laughs> now this is going to be stuff that um, it's. I want to play Dark Age Origin. Damn it. Yeah, a, div- a divination subclass is like a, a school of divination wizards really, really awesome. Um, anyways, so enchantment, this is going to be stuff that deals a lot with not communication in so much as like divination where it's like telepathic communication, stuff like that. But like where you talk to somebody, that person hears you and then the magic by your by your voice affects what happens to them. Mm. Um that's power um, word kill power word kill <laughs> because you say power word kill they hear it and drop dead <laughs> i love that spell yeah so i got to use it once and they went down like but then somebody I, revived them like right after that <laughs> i i love how i love the simplicity of the spell because the description is like three sentences yeah or it's not yeah. even that it's like three lines one sentence it's like you you, you target a creature with below X amount of health. I'm not giving that information out. <laughs> <laughs> that might come into play later. <laughs> you target a creature below a certain threshold of health, and they just fucking die. Boom. No saves. <laughs> yeah, Sererect used that on uh, Alex, I think, if I remember correctly. Really? This- yeah, you were there. Like, he went, he used Time Stop. And then... That's right. He did a bunch of stuff, and one of them was Power War Kill, and... and- Alex went down. It's just fall. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, oh, so I uh, just like stops like, okay, so this happened, this happened, this happened. Oh, and Alex, you're dead. Yeah. Hey, by the way. <laughs> it was glorious. <laughs> but yeah, so oh my god. I love I love all the power words. There's just something so <laughs> awesome about it's like, now you're stunned now. What? <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, so yeah, so this is stuff like sleep, vicious mockery. That's an enchantment because uh, you're mocking somebody. Uh, Tasha Sadius Laughter. We all know it. We all love it or don't. <laughs> um, uh, Gaius? Gaius? That's, a, that's an enchantment. Oh, Gaius. That's from... Uh, oh, man, that's an anime, too. <laughs> but Gaius is like... Gaius, I feel Gaius is a little too powerful for the for the level that it is. It's like, what? It's like a fifth level or something like that? What does it do? You you tell somebody... An oh. obligation or prohibition magically imposed on a person. Yeah. I'm just reading the... the, the the definition of the word. Yeah, so it says you place a magical command on a creature that you can see within range, forcing it to carry out some service or refrain from that action. Blah blah blah. It can okay, da da da. 
You can issue a command anytime you choose. Yeah. So so you so you tell you tell a creature, hey, go do this, and it has to do that. Otherwise, and if it tries to if it tries to um not do that, it takes five D ten psychic damage for every time it tries not to do that. Or sorry, but no more than once per day. And it lasts it lasts for thirty days. But if you up it to a seventh or eighth level spell slot, it lasts for a year. The command lasts for a year. If you up it to a ninth level spell slot, that command does not go away. Un- Damn. Unless you use a a remove curse, greater restoration, or wish spell. <laughs> so some high level shit. Yeah. That so you get him for a fifth level spell. Yep. So actually, is it fifth level? Hold on, I might be wrong on that. Oh, I'll, no, I just thought it was. Fifth it, level. it is fifth level. Also, Feeble Mind is an enchantment one. Which have you read Feeble Mind? No, I have not. Okay, it's really mean. You shoot somebody, right? Little zap of energy. They have to make an intelligence saving throw. If they fail, their intelligence score goes to one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just like the creature in- can cast spells, activate magic items, understand language, or communicate in any in- intelligible way. Nope, you just immediately cripple that person intellectually. So if it's a spellcaster, you hit them with. You know, At the if- end of thirty days, they can repeat the saving throw. Yep. So that that person becomes straight up catatonic. So if so if you're if you're fighting a spellcaster that doesn't have like an intelligence saving throw, like I don't know, like a bard or something like that. Boom, hit with that feeble mind, they're out. Like, oh, man, like, I want to play an enchantment school wizard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, granted, it is an eighth level spell, so you're going to have to, you know, put a little put a little time into it. But, all right, so that's enchantment. And then there's evocation. Everyone knows what evocation is. Fireball, lightning bolt, all the, yeah. all the like, damaging spells that I like to use. <laughs> 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 yeah, if you want to play, like, if you want to play uh, the damage dealer wizard, the one that's, like, a badass, super powerful, as long as he doesn't get hit or sneezed on, you know, like, it's pretty cool. <laughs> you have to wear a face mask around the, yeah. around the evocation. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, okay, so... Speaking of evocation and whatnot, you know how we were saying, like, oh, well, you know, a sorcerer can, like, sculpt spell around people and stuff like that. An evocation, yeah. an evocation subclass wizard, they can use their sculpt spells uh, trait. And what that is, that when you cast an evocation spell that affects other creatures that you could see, you choose a number of them equal to one plus your spell level, and they automatically save. Huh. Yeah. Get fucked, like- sorcerers. <laughs> <laughs> Now you now I have no reason to play a sorcerer. Yeah. <laughs> now you have literally no reason to play a sorcerer. The one thing that you had going for you. Now you're playing trash. <laughs> so weirdly enough, the spell mass heal, uh mass heal, yeah. mass healing words, mass cure wounds, those are all the evocation spells. So I don't know. I don't know exactly what that is. Maybe you're invoking, invoking, e- evoking the wounds to heal themselves. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's a weird one. Well, maybe they didn't want to make a school specifically for healing. So it makes sense to give it to like the one that does the damage is also able to heal. But weirdly enough, if I remember there, if I remember correctly, I know, I know there's some necromancy spells that deal with healing, but I think I want to say, don't quote me on this, but I want to say in the earlier editions, like cure wounds and stuff was considered a necromancy spell because like you're because like you're messing with like the balances of life and death kind of a thing 
So I could be wrong. I'm probably wrong, but I want I want to remember it that way because it's badass. <laughs> so I never thought about it that way. I mean, it makes to me it makes sense if that if that was the justification for it. So, anyways, back on topic. So then we have illusion, pretty self-explanatory. Which, by the way, I love I love that invocation has like thirty something spells, and the illusion's like, Mop. yeah. Actually, I think divination has like the smallest spell list. It's like, no, actually, no, that no div- divination is pretty good. Uh, yeah, evocation, evocation's gonna take up like the lion's share of the spells because I mean. They're all the damage dealings, yeah. Right, you're going to need offensive options <laughs> for yeah. when your back's against the wall. Um, but illusion, this is going to be stuff like minor illusion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is the, yeah, this is this is the guy that like fools the enemy and like you know creates a door where there's no door so people don't see us, like all that kind of. This is the um, this is a school of magic where if you have true sight, you can just take the school of magic and throw it the fuck away. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I love. I thanks, True Sight. <laughs> this is a community college of uh, wizard schools. It kinda is. This is like the shyster, like like the three yeah. cups, you know, and a ball kind of a thing. Um, any card, any card. And and they get the spell weird, which I read it, and unless I'm reading it wrong, seems weird. Really underpowered for a ninth level spell. But that's just me. Um, however, there are some really cool things about illusion, like uh, like hypnotic pattern, or no, that's not orbit confusion. <laughs> um, but also like phantasmal killer, like a bunch of really really cool stuff that's in illusion as well. And then finally, we get to Jose's favorite school of magic, ne- necromancy. <laughs> no, mine's that, no, that's Kristen's favorite uh, school of magic. Well, you said it's the only one you remember, so now it's your favorite. Okay, that's the only one I remember. Sorry. So, By name. Well, but okay, so necromancy, again, it's on the 10. Green and purple. That's the color scheme for any necromancer. <laughs> <laughs> or just, or, or black. <laughs> well, black, but black is not, you know, like, black is black. But then black black know, is a lines shade. Of, lines, lines, lines of green and, and purple, you know, the... The magic energy is green and purple. I could see earth tones for a necromancer. No. Okay. No, you're wrong. Oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe a nice gray. Anyways. No, Andrew. Black, green, and purple. Everybody knows this. Anyways. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, this is going to be your stuff like animate dead, inflict wounds, mm, um, gen- gentle repose, eye bite, and then true resurrection. <laughs> True resurrection is considered a, a necromancer spell. I guess you're dealing with you're dealing with death. So well, it makes sense. Well, resurrection's also a a yeah. I mean, it, like I said, wait, what's the what's the difference between true and regular resurrection? Resurrection is like it's under like a certain like time limit. There's there's a time limit and like a uh, like if the person's like got beheaded or something like that, if like their body's not whole. Right. Then, then they can't be resurrected. But true resurrection is like, nah, just bring them back. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, it 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 provides a new body if the if the uh, if the original one no longer exists. So, and they can't be dead for no longer than two hundred days. Or sorry, no, two hundred years. My bad. <laughs> I misheard that. So the only problem is you need you need diamonds worth twenty five thousand gold. So. You're not gonna, That's a lot of gold. You're not going to have that lying around. 
Well, I mean, I mean, we do now. <laughs> that's because the gold economy in Five E is fucking broken. But we're not going to talk about that. It's <laughs> a future episode, people. Stay tuned. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the economies of Ferrum. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, because like, okay, little sidebar here. Every oh time, God, every time go. the adventurers come back from any modulated adventure in Five E. You, if you take the loot that you gain from your adventure, you're gonna ruin the fucking stock market of like water deep <laughs> and stuff like that. You can't just bring back thirty thousand silver pieces and expect the economy to not be in shambles. I mean, well, if on. you're smart, if you're smart about it, you can help the economy. Okay, but you're still flooding the market. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyways. <laughs> all right. So then, the final school of magic transmutation. Um, this is like all like the the stuff that this is like the Hufflepuff. <laughs> we shouldn't have played God, brother. <laughs> well, I mean, this is like the Hufflepuff of the school of magic, where it's like we'll take all the other spells. I can't, really, <laughs> can't really fit into one thing. It's like jump, heat, metal, create or destroy water. <laughs> I, I'm a Hufflepuff. <laughs> You're transmutating things, okay? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I can speak with plants. You know, that's super helpful. One where it's like. <laughs> Spider climb. Okay, spider climb's pretty cool. Um, true polymorph is awesome. Water breathing. Hey, don't water walk. Wind walk. Wind walk is actually really handy. Yeah, it is cool. Ma- oh, it's a magic weapon. Magic weapon's cool too. Gaseous form. <laughs> <laughs> That's the sound it makes every time. <laughs> Hold on, guys. We'll be right back. Cash his form. <laughs> We're very mature here at that talk of opportunity. Yeah, we like to take this seriously. <laughs> Reincarnation is a is a transmutation spell, weirdly enough. Wouldn't that be like on the necromancy? <laughs> I don't think so, because reincarnate, like you change you might change your race depending on how well you roll. Oh. Because like you don't just come back, you you are actually reincarnated. So it's like, hey, roll a D one hundred. Oh, that high elf, you're a tiefling now. Deal <laughs> live with that. <laughs> so <laughs> Move Earth. That's badass. Yeah. Uh oh, I was actually looking at blur. Wait a minute. That's not a transmutation spell. Hey, rope trick, that's a neat one. And then and then the most powerful transmutation spell of all. Haste. <laughs> I've gotten haste cast on me, and it's pretty badass. Yeah, I know. That's why I hate it. <laughs> it's like just saying. It's like before a boss fight. Like I'm gonna cast haste. I'm like, well, all right. <laughs> you know what? Why do I even bother? Why did I have to? Why did I even balance this? Yeah, you know what? Double the HP. <laughs> well, he can cast haste on himself too. <laughs> so, all right, all right. So those. Yeah. Are- so I mean, like, so what I'm getting from this is that there's a bunch of different. So. Even though you pick a certain school, mm-hmm. you're not you're not bind by those specific spells. You can mix and match. Oh yeah. Well, okay. All all all, all you being part of that school means is that you get to copy the spells for cheaper and less time. Yeah. For every the the very first thing that you get. Okay. Actually, hold on. Before we even talk about copying spells, let's talk about how I I do. Do you want to talk about how spellcasting works for a wizard sure. and like learning spells? Okay. Explain it to me because I'm always confused about it. Okay, so pretty much what it is that you're going to have your spell book. You start out with you start out with six spells in your spell book. 
Okay. And you can pick, um, I think it says you can pick any, any of the following six spells. Let's see. Da, da, da. Yeah. Your spell book is your repository. Your wizard spell, do you know? And it contains six first level spells of your choice. All right. So when your spell book is going to have more spells than you can get ready, because you can only, I think, let's see. Your intelligence modifier plus your wizard levels are going to dictate how many spells you can prepare at that time. However, right. your wizard book or your spell book contain, can, if, if you're lucky enough, can contain literally every spell in the game. Because as long as you have enough time and enough gold, you can, you can copy a spell into your spell book. It says in the PHB, it, it's two hours and 50 gold for every level of the spell you're copying. So first level spell, two hours, 50 gold. Ninth level, 18 hours, and I don't know how much fucking gold that is because I can't do math quickly. Um, Quick math. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so depending on the subclass that you pick, so if you're like school of transmutation, your your time and gold needs are halved for that. So then, and so for a ninth level spell, it would be nine um, nine hours and four hundred and fifty gold. So right. so you can take a long rest and then a little bit more time <laughs> to copy that spell in there. Whereas if it was a ninth level enchantment spell, you're it's going to take a little bit longer. Also, yeah. you need a lot of gold, tons of gold, because <laughs> I don't know why the ink's really expensive. <laughs> so I mean, if you think about it, like most most adventures, you have that gold laying around. Like you, it's the only time you're gonna be using the gold. You would have that gold laying around. Well, I I would probably imagine any if if you're playing an adventure, if you're playing like a homebrew event, let's just say you're playing a homebrew adventure where the DM's using the DM's guide for treasure. You're probably not going to come across as much gold as you would for an adventure that like Wizard of the Coast like ran because they're like, hey, here's all this fucking gold. Knock yourself out. Yay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what do we get at the end of this the third level uh, dungeon crawl? 30,000 30, gold. gold. <laughs> <laughs> Look at I all love that we just said the same number. <laughs> Look at all this fucking gold. Um, so. All right. So then, so during at the end of your long rest, you look at your book, and let's just say your book has like eighteen spells. Well, you can only prepare what's it? What was the number I gave before? Intelligence modifier plus your wizard level. So you have a plus three intelligence modifier, and you have, let's say you're you're a fourth level wizard. So you can only so out of those eighteen spells, you can only prepare seven of them. So those other eighteen spells are just going to stay in the book. While those seven spells are going to be like tattooed inside your brain until the end of the mm. of your next long rest, right? So, if you lose your spell book, or if something happens, or like you're taking a long rest and someone steals your spell book, those spells that you didn't prepare, gone. You've completely forgotten about them. So then you, yeah, I, what's up? I never that that never comes into play. It doesn't, and it should. Because, it should, yeah, definitely. Because if you really, if you really want to like put a wizard's back against the wall, because because uh, that that's kind of the thing. It's like a warlock spell list is limited. It really is. I hate to say it. A a sorcerer spell list in five e is really like just blasty and damage spells, but yeah. a wizard spell list is like almost every spell in the game. <laughs> I mean, clerics and druids. Yeah, clerics and druids get their own thing, but like a wizard spell list is like 
what can't you do? Um, so yeah, if you really want to, like wizards. that wizards are super handy and that's why, and I think, I think what's really neat about the spellbook aspect is that it kind of puts a more, what's the word? Like not physical. Well, hold on. It kind of, it, it kind of like changes like what your perspective on like loot is. Cause it's like, okay, yeah, gold's great and all. I only need that to fuel my research, but does this guy have a spell book on him? Like, yeah. like if he's a wizard or like a spellcaster, like does he have a spell book? Does he have scrolls? Like I want to copy the stuff down. And the cool thing about it is, is that um, because there's really no failing copying it down, you just need time. Yeah. So you're just like, hey, let's you're just studying. Right. And that would be a really cool way to justify, like, if you can't make it to your next, hold on, let me sit in front of the mic because I keep moving a lot. <laughs> that would be a really cool way to justify, hey, I can't make it to this next session. My guys, can I, can my guy be like copying a like really powerful spell down? And I'd be like, yeah, sure, why not? You know, just do you, does your guy have the gold for it? Okay, cool. So he's going to spend the next 18 hours copying Power Word Kill or some shit like that, you know? So, yeah. Um, let's see. If there's any more to it, da, 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 da. yeah. So, oh, also, if it's a ritual casting spell, you can you can have it in your book, and you don't spend a spell slot to use it, obviously, because it's a ritual. And, but you don't have to prepare it either. So, so it's just like the ritual is like you're reading it out of your book, kind of a thing. Um, <laughs> weirdly enough, oh no, no 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 no, they do get a component patch. My bad. Um, so. So yeah, it's the the best way I can describe it because like a sorcerer, the spells they know, that's the spells they have. Period. Same. Yeah. Yeah. And same thing with wizards and th- same thing with clerics. But like a and druids. Yeah. Sorry. Why did I say wizards? <laughs> same thing with druids and same thing with clerics and bards. Um, whereas a wizard, you have like a bank of spells, and you kind of have to like take in. Okay, we're in a dungeon setting probably going to need detect magic and traps you know and probably some defensive and offensive spells or like hey we're in a venturing setting speak with plants can come in handy maybe (laughs) which is which is one of the which is one of the reasons why i like wizards because you're not stuck with just uh, a a certain way of play Mm -hmm. like you know you can you can mix mix and match depending on the situation um and the best part is that uh you're even though you're not stuck to a specific you're not stuck to a specific um, what's it called? School. No. Yeah, that helps you, but you can just like pick whatever the hell you want, whatever the situation calls for. You're just like, hey guys, let me take a quick break, and then uh, we can, you know, we can like, uh, I can prepare for this dungeon that we're going about right. uh, about to go into. Yep. Um, even though we just, I just had like all my attack spells on on hand. Um, and the best part is that depending on the school that you pick at certain levels, and I don't remember the exact number, uh but you get to like essentially become have certain spells that you can cast that don't spend. I think in the beginning it doesn't spend a spell slot. Yeah. But you still have, but you still have to have a prepare. Yeah. And then in higher levels, you just know it. Yep. You don't even have to have a prepare. Yep. It's like, I just use this spell so much. It's like, you know, it's it, muscle memory at this point. Yeah. The, the justifications that you have been using that spell so much, it's your signature spell. So mm-hmm. like whereas like Mordekainen has like Mordekainen's like magnificent mansion or something like that, you have like Finnegan's firebolt or some shit like that, <laughs> or you know, or, or, like, or it's like something like flaming sphere. Like you've cast it so much that like you have mastered the spell, right? And it's kind of like where 
where like fighters is like the blank canvas for martial classes. Wizards like the blank canvas for uh, spellcasting okay. where it can be because because all a wizard is is just someone that studied really hard and learned how to use magic through research. It can be literally anybody, which opens up a ton True. of possibilities. So, and, 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 yeah. and, and again, it's kind of like, weirdly enough, no one ever says a wizard's fucking boring. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I, I can see why, though. Like, all these freaking amazing spells that do all kind of weird shit. And it's, you know what I mean? It's definitely... The wizard is probably the biggest like investment and return I have seen, like in a class where it's like, yeah, first level spell. If you trip, if you literally trip on a rock, you might die. But by twentieth level, you can like weave reality a- around your fingers and stuff like well, that. Don't and fall down the stairs, though; you might die. Yeah, avoid sharp objects. <laughs> 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 Make sure you nerf your corners. Um, yeah, and that's and that's definitely another thing because intelligence is pretty much going to be the only thing you need for a wizard. That gives you a lot more room to like, hey, I want to bump up my constitution. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to die so easily. Yeah. So, or, or you I'm know, intelligent. That's why I need. I know that I need to have a constitution. <laughs> Weirdly enough, you you also get a wisdom saving throw, but I don't think I don't think of. I don't know if a wizard would actually invest in wisdom that much because it's not like they really need passive perception for things, you know. So I don't know. What do you think? I uh, maybe in the beginning. Yeah, it, it could be. You know, because if you have the right spells, you pretty much know anything. Yeah, I mean, there's too, you, you're not gonna be too worried. I mean, because it's like if if you need something, your spells can help you out. So, yeah, exactly. Because like you're gonna have is that the only, is that the only saving throw they get? They get intelligence and wisdom. That's it. Just those oh, two. Okay. Yeah. So if if it's a deck spell, oh, or I mean, if, it, if, it's like, <laughs> if, like, if it's a deck saving throw, you better have that counter spell ready. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. So Andrew, how about how about war magic? Right. So Xanathar's guide um, introduced a another i was gonna say path that's barbarian it's not really a no, it's sc- not a path it's a it's a school well, well yeah well, you're right it's not a school that's either the thing. it's not really a school because it's just like is what it is and it's just a, a mixture of like two schools it's really like the school of evocation too <laughs> like, like the, <laughs> pretty, the pretty much well actually no it's like it's like they took abjuration and and evocation like kind of mixed it up and like and like this is the product of that because right. there's spells that um not spells there's traits of this subclass that can like help defend like they raise your ac if you get attacked or something like that um and saving throws they raise your they they raise your dc for saving throw or your saving throw against the spell they raise that but then it also like later on they like increase your damage output um and then i think like the last trait they have is that they're their arcane deflection is like spread throughout other like members of your party. So it's mm. in a weird way. It's not, it's not exactly a frontline um, spell casting class, but it's more attuned to fighting. Like, yeah. like not just damage output, but fighting, <laughs> you know? So it can, it can survive a slap. Yeah. I mean, 
it might it's still it's it's still gonna it's still at the end of the day it's still a wizard so it's still gonna be extremely squishy but yeah it would be nice if they give him like a couple like maybe increase their hit die um or or from a d4 to a d6 you know if they were if they were gonna mix abjuration if they were gonna mix abjuration and evocation there they also could have thrown a necromancy where it's like hey you get temporary hit points for like nuking this party of goblins <laughs> you know like kind of, <laughs> well, i mean that, that would make sense that way the guy keeps going because the whole the whole idea of war magic is that this is this is the wizard that is on the battlefield this is the one that you right. would bring to you know to a war it's in the name <laughs> war magic so yeah i mean and it is, oh, it's powerful. <laughs> it's really strong. It and if if you're going if you're going for like an offensive base like wizard, this is your, this is the one you would go for. So so what I got from all this is that wizards are the real jack of all trades. In terms of spell casting, yes. Like if it right, sorry, and yeah, yeah. If it if if it involves magic in any way, shape, or form, a wizard can do it. <laughs> right. So, and I, I'm talking. And I, I want to play a fucking wizard. Me too. It's not like I have. one. If somebody plays a wizard in the next campaign that I'm DMing, I'm <laughs> I am definitely gonna be messing with their book. Oh shit. <laughs> because <laughs> I, I never i never i don't know why i never try that <laughs> well I it mean, seems mean well and and and, and you know and, and the thing about that is is that like it's as a player that's a bit of a hassle to have something like that because because okay if, if we're if we're going like off the roll 20 character sheet you're gonna have to have a separate sheet just for the spells you know as the ones you have prepared that's true. Either that, or you can have like a little toggle on the ones you're going to prepare. I think that actually that's probably the whole reason why it's there. Never mind. I just saw. I just answered my own riddle. Um, <laughs> but I thought it was for the ones that you already casted. Maybe I don't know because you can cast you, you can cast a spell as many times as you have spell slots for that. It's not like once you cast that spell, it's gone forever. So maybe it's for all the classes. Could be. Um, but yeah. So as a player. Depending on your depending on your dedication level, that might be a bit of a hassle. I actually see that as kind of being fun. I like the idea of like building, having like little things, mechanics like gears that fit into my character. As a DM, I just see like nothing but potential on that. <laughs> where it's like okay, for okay, so for instance, remember that part and and Curse of Strahd where that guy that assassin was trying to steal the book back, like the oh. the Tome of Strahd. It was Aragal, and he broke into the Blue Water Inn, and you guys like nuked oh. him immediately. Yeah, yeah. Okay, what if he succeeded and he got the book, but he got the wrong fucking book, and he accidentally took the spell book, and he <laughs> and he didn't realize that till he was like hours away, and now and now like the wizard's like, crap, I had like divination magic in that, I have nothing to fight now. Oh man, <laughs> you know, so or like or like I prepared only like illusion spells, like I. Uh, <laughs> guys we're in a bit of a pickle <laughs> so i was using my cousin's uh, birthday party i was doing illusion magic <laughs> yeah. god can you imagine trying to be a magician in like Faerun, where it's like i was like i know how you did that <laughs> like, <laughs> shut up man <laughs> show someone in the back like is this your card <laughs> like, <laughs> 
how does he do that? Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> like little rings and shit. Um, no, um, I, I, like I said, it's little things like this that you can really like expand upon in an adventure. And that, that plus like the copying the spells is like the coolest part for me. Cause it's like, there's no limit to what a wizard can copy. They just have to like put the time in and they have to have a spell slot to use it. Now they can, right. they can have an eighth level spell slot when they're at set at, at second level, but they can't use it until they have a slot for that right. eighth level spell, right. you know? So, so it's like, it's like, Oh man, I can't, you just do fucking away. Once I level up, I'm, I'm going to power work stun the shit out of that guy. <laughs> <laughs> just once I get stronger. I had this in my book for like 10 sessions. <laughs> so. Oh man. How do you keep, how do you keep track of that as that DM? Make sure that they're not like, just willing, kneeling, moving things around. Um, I mean, if you honor system, it, if I mean, if it was, if it was something like Adventurers League, I'd be like, hey, give me the list of spells that you know, you know, kind of a thing. So that way, like, right. you know, you can have a one to one. But I mean, if it's like it, I, if it's like our group, I wouldn't accuse of anyone of cheating. That I mean, that that, that 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 would be like an have, honor system kind of a thing. I have this. Power word kill thing. Do you have a ninth level spell slot? No, that's too fucking bad. I do. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't, because you're only sixth level. I know for a fact you don't have a ninth level spell slot. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Wizards. Wizards. Well, it's not only wizards are bad as hell. Well, it's not only that, but every time you level up, you can you can add two more spells to your spell book. Right. So it's yeah. just like. Is that for free, or you have to, you still have to pay the gold? Mm, no, I think you just like <laughs> ah, it just like came to my mind like a revelation. <laughs> uh, actually, that's a really good question. Let me see. Let's see. Each time you gain a wizard spell, you can add two wizard spells of your choice to the spellbook for free, free ninety nine. So wow, yeah. The it 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 only says that the only prerequisite is that it has to be of a spell slot that you can currently cast. So okay. yeah, so you so can't, can't go like. Mm-mm. You have you have Got to it. stumble upon a more powerful spell, and that's, and again, that's why that's it, cool. it kind of it kind of loosens up what loot could be, because you're like, holy Man, shit, so firewall, wizard, give me that. <laughs> so so a wizard in that room that we that we were at in the Amber Temple would have like had a blast. A wizard in that room would have fucking creamed his pants <laughs> in that, in that library. Which I'm like I'm like the one fucking time we don't have a wizard in the group <laughs> <laughs> because it says it says it says it in the source material. Every spell in the wizard list is in this room. Damn. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> Well, talking about talking about the Amber Temple, Andrew. Oh, we're gonna go. Any session highlights? Uh <laughs> not the last session. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> okay, so if we're gonna if, if we're gonna talk about goofy shit that happened the last session, you got <laughs> You guys dropping a whole chariot containing a shield guardian, like seventy thousand dollars worth of loot, and one Doctor Van Richten <laughs> on top of a currently being built statue of Strahd and Velaki probably takes the cake for that. Only because we all forgot, even me forgot that that Van Richten was in the wagon. I was like, oh <laughs> shit, I have to roll it, for damage. I like how you survived by like one point. 
And Noriev's like, just walking up, old man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, like he's like he's like an intensive care, and you're like, eh, he's fine. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, my my session highlights for that was when um the fight with the uh, with the hags, <laughs> and everybody's on the last floor, and they're like super tight and cramped. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how the fuck am I gonna get? Am I gonna, am I gonna get up there? It's like, and I'm like, hey Andrew, what would it take for me? What would it take for me to run up the stairs? grab one of the night hags and like push her out the window with myself like on top of her slash her on the way down and kill her <laughs> and you're like uh okay <laughs> rule of cool <laughs> yeah let's have rule of cool let's do this thing <laughs> <laughs> and no 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 my favorite part of that was that i was like well you barely made your strength check i'm gonna use my i'm gonna use my inspiration also the part the whole time okay so the whole time we're going to okay in Kusha Strad, when you guys first arrive there's this old lady that like approaches you and she's like hey you want a pastry and we call them empanadas in our campaign yeah um, and they're I, like I was trying to sell them the best way I knew and I knew empanadas are delicious yeah they are <laughs> so um, the, the, since we're past that do you want to reveal what the empanadas do so what yeah because there's there's no more there's no more dream pies that's what they're called they're called dream pies by the way dream pies so if you if you eat an empan if you eat one of the dream pies you have to make a no actually you don't make a constitution saving no no you do you you make a constitution saving throw and then you are thrown into a trance for 1d4 plus 1 hours and in that trance, it's like the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. Like you've sent to like your version of heaven and blah, blah, blah. After that, you have to make another constitution saving throw, I believe. I, I, I might have to look into it and see. You have to make another constitution saving throw to see if you don't become addicted to them. Like, ah. it is straight up drugs that they are peddling in Barovia. And was it made of, out of kids? It was made of, it was made of kids. <laughs> okay okay so 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 yeah we get to we get to the village of barovia and the lady approaches us and like heather right away she's just like she's like no i don't trust this old lady and i'm like because i've played to be fair i played the this part of the campaign before but we never finished it so i knew what the pies or sort of that the pies were actually like magical or whatever so i was trying to stay out of it as mm-hmm. much as i could you but did like, the you, whole part you, you did your best yeah you really the did. whole party the whole party was just like nope i'm not gonna do that this old lady is creepy as shit it doesn't help that Howard was like, well, the, the, the very air tried to kill us, so I'm definitely not eating anything here. <laughs> yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, damn it. I, 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 turned, I cranked up the juice too high. <laughs> I need to lure them in. Because I was, I, I was going to have it like, like if one of you guys ate the dream pies, it'd be like, so you're flying, it's beautiful, and there's the sun, and Strahd's waving, like, hi, hello. <laughs> Meanwhile, you're like, you're like, you've somehow like threw off your armor and you're swinging like a stop sign around. Everyone's like, whoa, be cool, man. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I was, so, uh, so, so, so hold on. So, so we, this is like level one, by the way. So well, we level, encounter level this. Three. Level three. No, when this happened, was it level? Oh, yeah, level, sorry, level three. Yeah, yeah. Level three. Um, this happened, we forgot about it, and the lady left, whatever. Like, halfway through the campaign, we get, like, a clue. Because the cart that she was carrying around had, like, a windmill. Mm-hmm. And then we, we just happened to pass by a windmill, but we didn't stop by the windmill. And then 24 sessions later and 10 levels later, 
we decided to go back and pay a visit <laughs> you, to the You guys, okay, I'm going to pull back the curtain a bit just because how fucking hilarious is this. You were supposed to fight these guys at level three. You were supposed <laughs> to fight three night hags at level three, and you come back at 10th level <laughs> and just, like, swat the place. I mean, like, it was completely, like, it was... It was a fucking murder caught on I just, camera. I love the fact that Vesemir like walks in, just bursts out the door, and then the lady. What happened? I don't even remember what happened. The, the, you you burst down the door, and 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 the lady was like, "Oh, they're literally breaking down my door to get some pies." And you're like, "I'm not gonna say anything. I'm just gonna stab her." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he just like straight up like gr- brings out his like, his sun blade. And just like stabs her for like 54 damage or no, 44 damage. No words exchange. I tried. <laughs> I tried to be like, oh, I'll be there in a minute. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> and what? then like Lilith was on the second floor flying and she like burst in and like all hell broke loose. I mean, everybody just, just like just, rushed up trying to get all these night, ha- night hags and just like. No role playing. <laughs> no. <laughs> The last room was so tiny. Like, everyone was on top of each other. And I was one of the last ones to make it up there. And I make it up there, and I'm like, fuck it. I grab one and throw her out the window. My justification. So everybody's just, like, fighting. And they just see me come up the stairs, just rush across, grab one of the things, just out the window. Once. The, because, because, you know, you, ha- you, you have to think of it. Like, the round takes place in the same six seconds. Yeah. So everything is happening in the same six seconds. So Vesemir did not stop running that entire <laughs> the entire time. He was just <laughs> and then like like he's just booking it upstairs. Tackles another night hack out a window. <laughs> he's like he's like, is this what hurt? I don't know. I have to make a quick assessment while I shoulder tackle this night hag. <laughs> and the best part about it was was that like. Was that like Lilith was like, "Why are you falling? You have wings." He's like, "No, no, 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 no! It has to be this way." <laughs> Why are you running? <laughs> it was amazing because I'm like, and I make it downstairs and I kill her. Right? She mm-hmm. dies, and I only take like nine falling damage. Yeah, it was. It was, just like, it was a three story drop. You took like nothing. Yeah, and I'm just standing there. I'm like, okay, if you guys don't kill the night hag. By, I'll by, do by, it by my next round, I'm gonna rush up there and, and tackle the next one. And then Lily's like, "Why don't you just fly up?" Like, no, 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 no. I'm running up the stairs. I have to build up the steam. Yeah. <laughs> it was such a fucking mess. It was like cloud kill or whatever it was. And then like, oh, and then like Lilith. So the last night hack is like standing her ground, and. Uh, for some Moldrex. reason, for some reason, that, the, last, that's la- that last night hack was like untouchable. <laughs> <laughs> but the, I love the fact that Small Drugs was flying outside, looking into the window, right? So she <laughs> like, can cast some spells. And then like, <laughs> Lilith has like the this like staff of frozen magic or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, in in real life, Heather looks at Alex and I'm like, "I'm so sorry, love." And it's like, I cast. And Alex is like, it's like, it's okay, I can take it. Yeah. <laughs> she cast what was it? A, a cone of cold? Cone of cold, yeah. But she describes it as a shotgun blast out, which hits the nine hag, burst out the wall and window, and then hits Smoldrax outside it, as he's it, flying. It kills the night hag, goes, like, the pellets go through her, and, like, <laughs> and Smoldrax gets, like, the, the brunt of the, of the rest of the damage. Yes, because Vesemir wasn't able to make it to the second floor. <laughs> he just like ran out of breath as he was going up the stairs. <laughs> oh, what a fucking mess that was. If you guys want to see the full episode, because it's fucking hilarious. We also had like a 
party at the Blue Water Inn. It's on Twitch and it will be on YouTube soon. But I love the fact that like, why did this happen? Because Howard didn't show up to the campaign. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like 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 you guys are like, oh, let's go to Castle Ravenloft, and Howard's like, oh yeah, I can't make it because of blah blah blah. Never mind, let's nuke some night hags. Yeah, <laughs> we're just gonna swat this night hag like coven. Just so you know, Andrew, if he doesn't, if he can't make it next week, next Wednesday, we're going back to the village of Barovia. That's okay. That's, that's okay because things are gonna happen so regardless <laughs> so yeah that was my highlights for the last session it was pretty amazing <laughs> watch it that I, <laughs> I i i actually kind of like how i i actually really appreciate how like you guys were like having like the drinking party and stuff like that and someone's like we needed this after the amber temple yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I'm doing my job right then. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> like, if you if you felt like your characters needed to unwind after yeah. something, <laughs> so I also love the bit when like we hear that like, because uh, because not with us; he's like in his room, and yeah, then he's Andrew, sleeping Andrew's off the seventy six and- bludgeoning damage he took from but- falling. <laughs> And Andrew's like, oh, yeah, you guys hear like like a rustling or something going upstairs. And Andrew, and I'm like, I tell Andrew's like, Andrew, is Rictavia's room right on top of me? And he's like, yes. And I'm like, I jumped through the floor. Yeah, with your 25 strings, you just <laughs> like right through. <laughs> and Rictavia's not even faced by it. He's just like, oh, hey, hey what's up? <laughs> hey, what's up? <laughs> just like at this, he... He has been around the world a bunch of times, and at this point, nothing's gonna phase him. He's seen it with just your group alone. He's seen a bunch of weird shit. <laughs> yeah. so he's just, nah, it's, it's fine. <laughs> oh man, it was uh, it was a ridiculous with a capital R session. It was it was definitely it was almost a beach episode. It was. Very, it was almost a beach. It and was like very, literally, it was almost a beach. Episode. It was very. Cl- they everyone was seriously considering going to the beach, and I'm like, okay, I did not. <laughs> I did not prep a beach episode. I was not expecting that to be in the books. <laughs> gotta, gotta have to homebrew some rules for volleyball. Real quick. <laughs> oh man, oh, so good. If Straw uh, if Straw did show up on the beach as like just a minor antagonist, would you guys have fought him? <laughs> no, we would have played volleyball. Okay. <laughs> we would have challenged him, him and uh, homeboy to to a volleyball game. <laughs> it's just, okay, shit, we should have done that then. That would have been super <laughs> cool. <laughs> just like for just like for one day, just like hey, you know what? Let's just call this thing off for a bit. <laughs> <Just> yeah, <laughs> we both need a break. We've been doing this for a very long time. Let's just, oh, just have a good time. <laughs> It was so good. Oh, but yeah. So that was uh, that was the session highlights and it was definitely one, a filler arc. <laughs> it was definitely a filler episode. Um Andrew, we have news. We have breaking news. <laughs> we we actually have been keeping our finger on the pulse on this one. <laughs> so what let's uh, let, let's hear it. it this episode's not gonna come out for another two weeks so it's not gonna be breaking by that <laughs> point but... <laughs> let's hear the breaking news that's two weeks old now <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh man so the other day i was on reddit i think it was 
Mm-hmm. And somebody posted a screenshot of a new adventure book from Wizards of the Coast. Um, it looked pretty legit. Oh, I'm like, oh, this, I know. Then I, I did a little bit of research. Turns out that uh, D&D Beyond ran a commercial uh, by accident. Because I'm assuming because of the COVID-19, the schedules got like all like <laughs> the schedule yeah. got all like flipped or whatever. So they had to like push it fast. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had to push it, but they forgot or something. That's what I'm assuming. They 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 pushed they, it, but they but they didn't do like a final round. Was like, hey, we shouldn't put that in the thing. <laughs> right, right, right. Like this, this shouldn't. Yeah, the schedules are all messed up. The thing, the reason why it's it, it's more more than likely real because of two things. It looks legit. It looks like the actual. Um, it looks like like an actual like like screenshot from D and D Beyond. Right, and it's it's, it's well, it's consistent with the artwork for Five E. Right. Like, because you can kind of tell, like, homebrew artwork and whatnot. But, like, it, it is consistent with the artwork for 5e going. And Wizards started, started taking down the images. Mm-hmm. They immediately took it down. They're like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. That is, that is most definitely a tell. That, and yeah. the adventure the adventure is going to take place in Icewind Dale. Or Icewind Dale. Um, which Icewind Dale? Icewind Dale? Which is... I, I, I know very little about it. I, I, the only... Actually, the reason why the name sounded familiar is because it was a video game called. Yeah, I- it was a PC game. Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, it was around the time of like Baldur's Gate and all that. Because um, you showed me that, because you showed me that, I'm like, wait a minute, Icewind Dale is <laughs> a D and D setting. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, and it, it, it's gonna take place. I, it's, okay, all right. So the the cover of the book is D and D Icewind Dale, Rhyme of the Frost Maiden. Mm-hmm. And is in the in the I'm gonna describe it a little bit. There is this like really cool looking owl creature that's it, like a humanoid almost. It looks like a polar owl bear, kind of. Yeah, but it's it's it's, it's on two legs. Uh, the or the the hands are like owl claws, but if you notice, it has horns. Yeah, let me see. Hold on. So and it's going for like this like frozen what, what I'm assuming is a frozen dead body in this now. Um Yeah, it's yeah, it and, and it looks like it's wearing a cloak of some kind. It's like it's, it's a tattered cloak, and it looks like mm-hmm. there's either winter wolves or dire wolves next to it. Those or are like some, some sort of like spiritual stuff, uh, wolves going on around. Yeah, because they're because they're they're pretty big wolves. Like those aren't like normal size wolves. Yep. And then somebody enhanced the image with like a enhanced IO website. Mm-hmm. And it says, feel the cold touch of death in the adventure for the world's greatest role-playing game. In this adventure for the world's greatest role-playing game. And I think I think that kind of like puts like ties the whole thing up in a bow and that this is an actual thing yeah. because that's a very D- that's in every book. In every book. D D or Wizards of the Coast loves this loves to use the world's greatest role-playing game, especially for 5e. So Yeah. yeah. So what I, the little I know of this is that <clears throat> excuse me. Um it is on the very, very north of the Sword Coast, uh, right by the spine of the world. And I remember that only because I read what? Storm King's Thunder, and I remember seeing all that area. What? Yeah, they could have gone to, but they didn't go to. They went somewhere closer, but never winter. But what uh, a good fucking name for a cold place. Icewindale? Or no, no, the spine of the, the world. The spine of the world. Yeah, because uh. all the mountains. It looks so badass. And they went to some of those mountains, dude. And that part of the adventure was pretty epic. And that's um, that's one of those things like it's like I I heard that name and I'm like fuck I can't use that name because it's, it's like <laughs> it's so it, it it evokes so much imagery but like 
Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, so the little I know is it's by the coast. It's by the Sea of Moving Ice. Uh, north past Neverwinter all the way to the east, right by the coast. And for what I understand, it's one of the few areas in the Sword Coast and Furum that is not under the uh, the power of the oh, what's it called? Damn it, I had it. Um, the part of the not the not the Emperor, the 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 the, the, the gauntlet that keeps control of everything. What's it called? The Order of the Gauntlet. Order of the Gauntlet is like the police. Um, but there's like a there's like a like a ruling. Damn it, I can't think of it. Hold on. Okay, hold on. We can. Is it it is it one of those factions like the King's Alliance or something or Lord's Alliance? Uh, Lord's Alliance. It's not under control of the Lord's Alliance, and is a set of towns. I think it's eight, and they all started with. Um, they were all independent. They're all like fishing towns. Um, actually, they're still all independent. Uh, they all have like their own little like way of being. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's obviously freezing cold. They managed to survive all the way out there. And they're just kind of like, hey, we're minding our own business. Like, stay away from us. You know, we don't want you over here. Like, all that kind of stuff. So, uh, so they're that's like, the little bit I know. So this is like the outskirts of civilization. Yeah. Yeah. On the north. Yeah. So this is like literally like beyond the wall. <laughs> like the Yeah, north. exactly. The, the wild, the wildlings. Yes. Yeah. Just like that. Yeah. Um, it's, it's mainly, I think the main races up there are humans. Not elf. Oh, what's it called? Not goblins. Not goblins. Uh, gnomes. Okay. And dwarfs. There's a, there's a, there's also like some dwarfs in the mountains up there too. Oh yeah. man, I had it. There was what? a name for them. Whatever. There's dwarfs out there. We don't know much, but somebody in the in the comment section of our post commented, "What if a certain ring shows up?" Because if you remember in Schult, you guys found the Ring of Winter. That was being worn by artist artist uh, Simber. Okay. And his companion Dragonbait. Okay. And he died. You guys took the ring, and right after you guys got out of the Tomb of the Nine Gods, it disappeared. Harshnag and a bunch of Frost Giants showed up. Oh, and they were like, "Give me that fucking ring back!" <laughs> and they took that ring back while they were gonna smash your face in. Ah, so maybe there's something more to this ring than. Obviously, because I because because I remember the ring was like trying to possess the user. Yeah, and I don't think okay, so I don't think I, I don't think I. Hold on, hold on. Are are we gonna yeah. are we are we firmly in speculation territory now? Yes, we're okay. we're firmly right. in speculation territory. Okay. I I don't think I told you this, but in Schult, Artist Simber was had the Ring of Winter. Uh huh. Um, he was he, he kept him forever young, uh, very powerful, obviously, and he was using some very um anti-scrying of some very powerful anti-scrying magic to like keep away from so he was hiding he was hiding he was looking for where his beloved died or some something along those lines i can't remember exactly at the moment but the frost giants if you go back to storm king's thunder um where like the the ordering the ordering broke and like all the giants were doing their own things the whole giants were trying to get one of them really really fat so they can like be the most powerful giant and like the stone giants were trying to like um, <clears throat> destroy the mountains to show that or the sculpt the mountains so to show like how powerful they are and all that stuff. The frost giants wanted to bring a forever winter to the world using the ring of winter. 
this was like a subplot throughout the whole thing. Like each each giant faction was doing a different thing to become the the the, the father, the, the old father, like the next ruler of the giants. Right. They were leaning you know, into be- what they knew, kind of a deal. Yeah, because the order name broke. Like the the order of like which giant controls each other giant, like the the, the hierarchy yeah, the, broke. The hierarchy. Yep. Yeah. And so, but that didn't really play off. Like I think you guys. Uh, well, I mean, guys, don't don't say you guys. You know, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, you know, you didn't. But like the other ones, the, my other players, I think they follow because you can follow a bunch of different ones. But I think they follow the fire giants. Uh, uh, quest. Line. Really? So it kind of it splits off between mm-hmm. the. Oh, so dude. they could have chose to go for after the first giants, the hill giants, the fire giants, and that would have led to eventually like back into the. I, I, I honestly really regret not being part of Storm King's Thunder because I've heard at that time we weren't playing in Roll Twenty, man. It was kind of hard to like. I know, but just, I've I've heard tremendous things about it. Just, Storm uh, King's Thunder was amazing. Anyways, one of the things the Storm Giants were looking for to become like the next rulers was to bring a Forever Winter to the world mm-hmm. using this powerful ring. That subplot mixes in with Schultz. Okay. And the whole thing with Artist Simber. Um, when Artist Timber died and you separated the ring from him, it gave a signal to the Frost Giant as to where the where the Frost the the the, the Frost Ring, I think that's what it's called. Well, yeah. I I would imagine if he was having anti scrying stuff on him, mm-hmm. that means that somewhere within like the Frost Giant, like I don't know, Kingdom or some shit, yeah. was constantly trying to mm-hmm. divine where the where it was. Yep, so, that's exactly what was happening. So even if he didn't die the way he died, and you guys like just decided to like steal the ring. Or like kill him. As soon as that happened, like the the giants that showed up at the end of the campaign, uh, will show up right away. Like instantly, you pick up the ring and like portals open and like a giant encounter happens. Mm, So they were like, so they were like constantly like keep calling this number. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, pretty much until the answer. (laughs) Yeah, because the 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 ring itself is sentient and it tries to. It's an evil ring. Mm -hmm. I remember Uh, that part. Artist like, Simber was, was able to keep it in control. But it was control. like whispering things into like Alex's yeah. ear and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it was supposed to it was supposed to turn I forgot what the name of his character at the time, but uh Alex's character very, very, very Oaken. Oaken. Yeah. yeah. Um But that didn't happen. Uh he kept running well and then I, I forgot at some point. And then after that's you guys fine. got out Dude, that's fine. I've forgotten yeah. so much in curses. <laughs> <laughs> Don't feel bad. <laughs> but after but it, it helped though, like in the Tomb of the Nine Gods, it helped. Uh, after you got out, there was no way I was gonna let you keep that that ring. You could he could have literally controlled the world with that ring. That's how powerful that ring was. If he like decided to like unlock the, all the potential. Well, I I, I remember it being <clears throat> like like every time he would use it, he like it would just be like I want to tap into the ring, and it would be a more powerful spell. But then there would be like a like whiplash effect where like something mm-hmm. evil would happen. He was to trying him. to control his his mind. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. the way I, I tried to play it because I think originally it was supposed to be like you had to concentrate on it, and then. It'll like tell you what it did, but right. the way I decided to play is like every time he did the main spell or any spell with it, like instead of doing the one he wanted to cast, a new one will shoot out. Mm. Yeah, so it was a very powerful spell. And I'm like, you guys aren't gonna keep this. There's no way, uh, and that's why the the giant showed up. Ugh, excuse me. So that makes me think that Icewind Dale, the Rime of the Frost Maiden, has something to do with the Ring of Winter. Do you think like the do you think the Frost Maiden in question could be like an ice giant queen or something like that? It could be, or maybe it's like a Moana type thing where like the spirit went crazy because the ring is not with her because the ring has a special stone that keeps mm. her at peace or some bullshit along those lines. Right. 
there's a lot of possibilities. Um, Homeboy might also show up up there because I know he's like really big up there. Uh, what's his name? Dritz. Dritz. Is it, how do you pronounce Dritz, it? Dritz? Dritz do Erden. Dritz do Erden. And yes, his, because... And- and his panther companion, Murderman. Wait, that's not right. Murderman. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong one, man. Yeah, I remember I only read like one book by Elias Salvatore. It was pretty good. Uh, but it did take place up in the north as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so the next book is Ice Window. Ooh. Rhyme of the Frost Maiden. Yes. Which and already you- Andrew Cole dips on it. Yeah, I saw that. I'm like, nope, that's mine. Anything that's got to do with <laughs> anything that's got to do with like snow and mountains, I'm like, ha ha. That's going to be... I just imagine like we're gonna be done with Avernus and then this one's gonna be ready to run. It's like gonna go from like hell to fucking frozen tundra. <laughs> yep, you guys are gonna get like colds from like dealing with like the climate shift and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, in real life, you're gonna be like, oh, like, I, like I hope I hope you guys brought some theraflu with you. Um <laughs> Alright. So so let's spec I wanna speculate a little bit further into this. Because because uh, we were talking about like lore and stuff like that. I'm hoping this this is my prediction here. I'm hoping that at the very least, um, Rhyme of the Frost Maiden brings more survival elements mm-hmm. and like some uh, mechanics, because um, in the DMG, the the survival mechanics for uh, extreme heat and extreme cold are essentially the same thing. Like every day, you make a DC whatever check, you fail it, you gain a level of exhaustion. That's it. There's no yeah. You know, and I, I think this would be a really good time to explore, like, kind of like, oh, if you're sitting at a fire, the DC is raised to this, but uh, you fell into some, like, ice water, so the DC is kind of lower to that, blah, blah, blah. And, like, now we're talking about, like, wind speed and crap like that, wind shear, right. you know. So I think this would be a really good point to kind of, like, um, add a little bit more to the, like, survival rules. Um, kind of like in the same vein of Salt Marsh, where, like, it added a lot more stuff for, like, ships. And like random encounters at sea, and even some like sea monsters and stuff like that. I think this would be a really good opportunity to do the same thing, but with like ice and mountain kind of stuff. Um, you think there's gonna be any new races in Icewind Probably. or Rhyme of the Frost? Because Man? it is an untouched side of the Sword Coast that mm-hmm. we don't know much about, so I wouldn't be surprised if there is. I want to see. Um, I like. I like. I do want to see some like better survival that's a little bit more entertaining just than just like rolling for the weather then rolling for whatever you know what i mean because like tomb of annihilation it was fun for a little bit but it mm-hmm. died out real quick yeah um I, I mean there's really only so much you could do with like okay roll a constitution check oh everyone rolled really well okay never mind the cold is cold and you're fine <laughs> yeah exactly so yeah. that'd be cool i want to see like oh man like oh, okay first of all wouldn't it be amazing if the adventure was from level five to fifteen or something along those lines? I think if if we're going the way that you were talking, where it's dealing with frost giants and stuff like that, I I think it would be good if it dealt with a little bit higher levels like that. Yeah, like, like hey, you, look, don't have us start from one anymore. Like that's you know what I mean. I I think they're gonna start from one. There's probably there's probably gonna be a thing where you can start from one just because, like an like, intro adventure like there usually is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like in like a like in Death House or something like that. Right. You know, or I didn't even think about this. Dra- uh, Dragon Spire Peak could roll into this. Um, you know. Yeah. So, um, 
I mean, I I would imagine they they're they're they probably have to incorporate like a one to three kind of a thing, but it's probably, it's probably like the same vein that you can just like, Hey, start at level three. We're going to pick this intro instead kind of a deal or level five. Like you said, I, I wish, I wish there would be a little bit more bold in that and like start level five and go all the way to 15. Uh, yeah. Just because like, I know the sweet spot for them is like, what, like eight and 10 mm-hmm. to eight and 10, you know, but like, come on, like give us, give us, and like, this is a perfect adventure because there's so much, so much more stuff that you can do in the snow. There's a lot more like danger, you know, oh, yeah. like a fucking level one wizard in the snow will just fucking drop dead and die. Right. And I think, I think if you really, I would, I would love to see an adventure where the elements play a much more crucial and lethal part of it. Where like, you're not, you know, because it's one thing that, like, you're climbing a mountain and you're fighting monsters along the way. That's cool. But it's another thing entirely when, like, when, like, you're climbing a mountain and you're like, shit, did we bring enough food? You yeah. know, like, like we can't find shelter kind of a thing. Like, I would I would love a much more granular, like, survival kind of a yeah. thing going on. Because the survival rules, survival rules in 5e, unfortunately, are, I, I feel a little lacking so if, if if you want to have like a more like survivalistic game, you are gonna have to homebrew a lot or be really yeah. granular, you know. Yeah, don't be afraid. Like, okay, like you you introduce a lot of people to five E, you know, very, very mm-hmm. it's very very easy, very welcoming. Like, don't be afraid to like crank it up a little bit more, you know? Yeah. You 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 you've got your people now. Your fan base is your fan base has pretty much been established at this point. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're, you're still going to have people trickling in, but yes, but, but yeah, five, the five E opened up the floodgates for people. Yeah. Now's the time to start like, all right, now we're going to start adding more granular stuff. And we're going to crank up the difficulty. You know, this, this would be the time to be like, okay, power fantasy's over, <laughs> you know, yeah. Let, let's, uh, let's put the fear of God in these people. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just yeah, saying, man. I'm just saying because you you said it and I've said it off air tons of times. Traveling's like the worst part of five E. It is. It is it, very boring. It's so like okay, you guys got there. That's fine. Like it would be really really fun to have something incorporate a lot more into that. Yeah, you know for sure. So, um, but yeah, that's. Uh, do you have any more news? No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was a big one that dropped um, for Dungeons & Dragons. In the gaming side, uh, Sony announced their PlayStation 5. Yeah, it's only going to be 800 and what? How many dollars? (laughs) No, I'm kidding. All right, let's see. Maybe in two weeks they already released the price. Let's let's make some guesses. I think it's going to be... It's not going to be $400 anymore. No. I'm going to say 500. I would actually... I was actually going to say 500 because to... What's it? Teresa's like, oh, I heard somewhere it's going to be 600. I'm like, hmm, I don't know about that. That seems a little too much. 500 seems like a good sweet spot. I mean, since there's two consoles, maybe the $600 one is the one with the drive? With the CD drive? Oh, you know, I didn't think about that. It could be. Because, I mean, it's they haven't they haven't raised the average price for a console in a while. No. And it's, yeah, and it's, kind, and it's kind of well known that, like, uh, companies like Sony, Nintendo, whatnot, they lose money on consoles. Oh, yeah. Yeah, constantly. Yeah, yeah sure. they they make their money back on first uh, first party games, but they, yeah. they they don't make money on consoles. That's an investment. Yeah. So. For sure. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think that's all we have for them today, right? Yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, as always, we play every Wednesday on uh, Twitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are about to 
finish Curse of Strahd. It's going to be pretty epic. Getting, getting uh, pretty close to the end. Yes. After that, we may jump to Avernus, or we may play a one-off. I don't know if Heather is going to... Uh, I'm going to put Heather on the spot. Heather, you have to answer us when you hear this. Are you going to run a short adventure? Run Ghost of Salt Marsh. Do, Do it. it. Do it. <laughs> I, I believe in you. I believe in you, too. Do it. The first adventure is really fun. <laughs> um but yeah we're about to finish that uh, curse of Strahd. we play we play every wednesday on twitch uh and now facebook live um if you want to keep up to date with our stuff follow us on facebook instagram and twitter we are mostly active on facebook um and as always our episodes come out our podcast episode come out every other week so mm-hmm. with that you guys have a wonderful rest of your week and uh stay safe out there oh wait uh, hold on weren't we gonna play weren't we gonna play a call of cthulhu adventure Oh, I am so sorry. I had to bring that up. <laughs> we d- we don't know yet. Oh, okay. It's in the, it's in the books. It's in the books because it keeps being pushed over and over again. Well, um, I mean, we're like we're getting close to the end of a campaign, so it, yeah. At this point, I might as well just do it after Curse of Strahd is done. I mean, I really don't want to blue ball anybody. That's the thing, <laughs> you know. Because Cur- I mean, we're about to get to Curse of Strahd, man. To I mean, Castle Trevor and left. I want I want to get there. But anyways, yes, there is a. Uh, Call of Cthulhu adventure coming up. Hopefully, we can co- convince everybody else to play uh, Pathfinder. Not Pathfinder. Uh, Starfinder. <laughs> um, and I also want to run a Cyberpunk 20. 2077. <laughs> a Cyberpunk Red uh, Starters Kit. Oh, too. if we can get people to play Starfinder, that would be fucking awesome. <laughs> it would be amazing. It's a little. Uh, it's it's a little intimidating though. I'm not gonna lie. There's. It there's, is compared there's, to Five E. It's 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 a, it's a it's a step up. There there's a bit more crunch to those rules. So it's not as bad as Pathfinder, but it's it's still. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, but with that, you guys have a wonderful weekend and keep on gaming. Yeah. Stay safe out there. Stay six feet Stay apart. Stay safe out there. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe by then everybody will be dead already. Wash, wash your face. Don't touch your hands. Touch your face. Don't wash your face. Stay, stay in drugs. Don't do school. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you guys have a, have a good night. Good night. Bye. Bye. Bye.